Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is managing that dating disappointment. How do we do it? Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, If you can, take a few seconds and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe and follow us on social media. We are at Kinda Dating on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram and Facebook and Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. I finally got it. Um, We have an awesome review today that I want to read out. Shout out to uh, Reese underscore S. Reese's. Reese's. How cute. Um, She says, smart, relatable, edgy, raw, deep, and funny. Natasha honors a female voice and experience, gets vulnerable, and dives into an array of topics from chivalry to sex drives. I also love that it is an intergenerational, that it is intergenerational, as she includes the voices of her elders as well. Such a cool podcast about dating. Thanks, girl. Really appreciate it. I'm kind of an elder. So um, it's basically me on the show. I'm not that old anymore. All right, guys, we have a thank you so much, Sheree, so much, so, so, so much for um, for writing that review. Please keep uh, sharing your thoughts, whether it's on email or social media or on the app. And I will give you a shout out, as you know, I always do. So thank you again. Um, I want to get into this episode because we have our amazing guest back. She is a celebrity and dating empowerment coach, uh, flirting and communication expert, a big television personality who's been seen on E's Famously Single and FYI's Love Bites and so many more. And she's a host of a new podcast coming out called Man Whisperer. Welcome back, Laurel House, guys. Thank you. Hey, girl, welcome back. Dude, how do you have time? (laughs) I make it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't find it. I make the time. I love it. And that's really the goal when it comes to anything, especially with dating. Yeah. You know, I always say... If they don't treat you like a priority, it's because they don't think that you are a priority. Everyone finds the time or makes the time to get what they want. It's very true. So, and I'll be honest, I'm not. I'm in a phase of not dating right now, and Mm. people and guys have been hitting me up. And how I know that I'm not is I normally am very good. Like I respond to people right away. I'm genuinely not in a zone, and I've just been like not responding to people, which is not me. And I just know. So I literally texted them right back, and I've been like, "Hey, look." The fact that I'm half-assing this is telling me that I'm just not in a place and I wouldn't want to make you think that you're the problem yeah. when I'm just really not That's in the zone. That's so interesting that you're actually able to check in with yourself yeah, and be totally honest yeah. with yourself that you're doing that yeah. as opposed to putting it on someone else. like engaging but kind of in a half-ass way and then because you're engaging in a half-ass way they're engaging in a half-ass way and then you can easily look at them be Mm -hmm. like fuck them Mm -hmm. they're not really that interested yeah so putting it on them instead of taking responsibility for what you're actually doing Well, because i was like i I tell you i'm like don't play games and like i don't play games but when i notice that and i genuinely i've genuinely been busy and so my brain is not taking in any other person yeah and it's just a life fact and i and i know I can expand myself a lot, but I'm just not in a zone. Yeah. So when I notice that happening, I'm like, okay, you know that you can 
fit in a lot. And the fact that you can't even fit in a text right now is like a problem. It's a choice. Yeah, it it's is. a choice it to is. not it fit is. in a text exactly. because you can fit in a text to someone else. Yes. You can mm-hmm. put your makeup on. Mm-hmm. You can brush your teeth. Yep. You can do all of those. You can go and get a piece of candy. Yep. Like you have the time. Mm-hmm. You're just choosing not to yeah. make it. And that's why I was like, I'm not in a zone and yeah. not going to put it on the other person. I was mm-hmm. like, it's just me guys. Yeah. And I'm- Every, you, everyone should do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's everyone tough, should be honest with yeah. themselves of like, huh, what am I actually doing yeah. wrong? Yeah. Yeah, because you can't blame other people for that stuff. I, I just like, I yeah, mean, some of does, these people are very but... nice people and have like nothing wrong. I was just like, I'm really not in the zone. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's going to be like, fuck, in a couple months. No, exactly. God, they were so good. Mm-hmm. They were really the good one. They were right for me, but right person, wrong time. Is still and the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. So tell us a little bit about the Man Whisperer podcast. So Man Whisperer is taking all of the dating relationship heartbreak, breakup dramas and questions and really breaking it down as yeah. if you are paying me to be your dating coach. And it's myself and then Robert Mack, who is this smoking hot, super kind and loving and wonderful dating coach who is the other dating coach on Famously Single seasons one and two, and also the coach to a ton of A-list celebrities. And he, I call him the yin to my yang, and this one chick was like, hey, but yin is the feminine. And I said, exactly. Like, I am the tough, masculine-style yeah. woman, and he is this really loving and kind and wonderful person. So we're, we are a great balance, and it well, is... Well, you are also a wonderful, kind, and amazing person. Thank you. But, but your energy but is But my like, energy yeah. and my my delivery mm-hmm. of ideas can be um aggressive sometimes <laughs> sometimes abrasive and not everyone can can actually allow yeah. that to seep in mm-hmm. um whereas rob will take a more delicate approach i i take a different approach you're so, more direct and, yeah everyone yeah. you know some people hear him some people yeah, hear me yeah. and then we also have guests celebrities other dating experts you're yeah, on the show yes, I'll be so there. it's all different types of people who are going to join the conversation where it's not, we're not interviewing. Mm -hmm. We are all talking, debating Mm -hmm. and, and really digging into the depth and then giving takeaways. So, all right, this is the issue. Now what can you do about it in your life today, right now so Mm -hmm. that you can make change? Yeah. I love it. It's much cheaper than hiring me as your coach. It's very true. It's very (laughs) true. You are, you are a little expensive. Just a tad. Just a a expensive. Um, so let's start. So, so this topic is really important. It's about managing dating disappointment and it happens so much. It's like the one thing I hear all the time is dating is hard. Yes. Dating sucks. Dating, whatever, like negative term you want to use. Um, do you think, like, is dating hard? No. Dating's not hard. Your mental block, your the your thought process around it, your experiences around it, your mm-hmm. insecurities, your shame, your whatever is happening in your brain is making dating hard. Mm-hmm. For the people who don't view dating as hard, it's really easy. And it's fun. The yes. other people completely different situation. What's really important for both men and women to know is it's really can be really hard for both men and women. Mm-hmm. So it's very, yeah, it, it's, yeah. A lot of women it's sit there work. thinking like, God, it's so easy for men. All they have to do is show up. And it is men lose their shit over their fear <laughs> yeah, of dating. They I do. have a lot of male clients who like, become paralyzed yeah 
I the mean, things that they overthink about, I'm just like... Yeah, and it's really easy to misread the other person. Mm. So, you know, I, I always do a follow-up with my clients after dates and, you know, how was it? And I might have a male client who says, God, I just, I showed up and I immediately started stuttering and then I talked too much and then I said absolutely nothing at all. And so if you, if you think about what was happening on the other end with the woman, well, she's sitting here thinking, okay, well, he was stuttering, so what does that say? Then he talked all the time and then he stopped talking. So she may have taken the stopped talking as he's no longer interested. Uh. But was ha- what was happening in his mind was he became nervous. He started overthinking what he wanted to say. He realized that he was talking too much. So he was then trying to be the listener because he wanted to show her that he was mm-hmm. really, really interested. Mm-hmm. And because everything is taken the wrong way, they both walk out very interested, thinking the other person isn't, and they never go out again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so much, so much in the brain, yes. right? So much just overthinking. Yes, and it's like I think we've talked about this before too, right? That like there's so much pressure, or people put so much pressure on a date as if that first date is supposed to be. It. It's yeah. like I'm supposed to feel every single thing. Did I feel that lifelong connection? Could they be the mother of my child? Will this all like that first date? But even before that, the first communication people yeah. put a ton of pressure on, like yes. the first message on Tinder or the first hello at yeah. a bar. Yeah. Whereas instead of thinking this is going to be my boyfriend, this is going to be my husband, this is going to be the father what does of my, my last children. Name sound like? Could right? it be Mrs. Yes. This? Could it be Mrs. Nelson? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, I think it it's sounds- just. All I want to do is make eye contact Mm -hmm. or all I want to do is hello. You need to start at the easiest level Mm -hmm. where you're going to have success. Mm -hmm. So look where your success stops and then allow the success to be just taking it one step further. So I have some clients who can't even walk into the restaurant where they're going to meet someone. Yeah. That's their block. So what we do is the day before they go into the location to try and familiarize themselves with the space. They pick a table. They they order the drink they're going to get. Like they create familiarity. So something is comfortable for them. Yeah. And that's their easy intro. So it's easing yourself in. If it's going and meeting someone like... At an event. I have a lot of clients Mm -hmm. who go to like Match.com events or whatever type of singles events. And even saying hello to someone is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So instead of having the the pressure of having a conversation, because how do you pick up on someone? Like, what do you talk about? Mm -hmm. How do you talk to a stranger? All you have to do is say hi to three people. That's it. Hi. And even if that person is like, you ugly bitch. You said hi. You yeah, succeeded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you've already experienced success. Right. Because yeah. you did what you set out to do, which sure was the lowest mm-hmm. possible threshold, but you succeeded. Yeah. I think another part of like the fact that people feel this like disappointment after yeah. is or when they're not meeting people or whatever it is also comes from the fact that like and you deal with clients directly. So I'd love to get your thoughts of like the fact that we are always playing a part. Yeah. You know, people go on dates and they're playing a part versus like learning to be okay with themselves. And of course, you want to put your best foot forward and all those things. So I don't consider that playing a part. I think when people are playing a part is like they're going up there and like lying about things. And it's like a whole act that you're putting on that I'm this put together whatever person, but really I'm dying inside. And then afterwards you're like, I'm so drained from the fact that like I had to put on the show. 
because I'm an actor. Yeah. I know that if I go up on stage, I'm drained after. And of imagine the people show. who aren't actors. That's what I'm who saying. Who are going and, and we trying have, to put on this to, show? We have to like constantly like de-stress from that. Yes. And so, like for me, dating has become kind of easy. Like I don't have any issue with it because I like it myself. And I go in there and I'm like, I'm not playing anything, dude. If you like me, great. If you yeah. Don't, so no. what people have to do is first, they have to own themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's being honest about who they are. So you, you're you honest with you. You own who you are. You anchor into who you are. And then you show who you are. So the disconnect oftentimes is being honest with themselves. The disconnect is at the beginning. They can't even be honest with themselves Mm -hmm. of who am I? And I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be fun and funny and beautiful and happy and smart and witty and it's just, yeah, you know, I'm kind of awkward and I'm geeky and I have weird interests and I'm very, very loving and I'm an oversharer and I'm judgmental sometimes and I'm whatever you are. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And I don't have to be anything else. And it's not even like a, and I'm going to prove it to you that I'm that person. It's just, that's me. Yeah. And if, if you don't like me, you know, okay, that's a bummer, but I don't even know if I like you yet. So number one, it's owning who you are. Yeah. Number two, and knowing what you bring to the table, because we're always looking at like, well, what do you bring to the table? What are you going to, I need this. I need that. What are you going to bring to me? Well, what are you going to bring to them? Yeah. (laughs) So true. Know that. So once you can own, this is me, this is what I bring, Mm -hmm. and you can be confidently, vulnerably, unapologetic about Mm -hmm. this package, then go to the table and think, I know me. I'd like to get to know you, but I don't know you yet. So I am interested to see if I'm interested in you. So when you have the attitude of I'm interested to see if I'm interested instead of I'm interested, I already know it based on nothing. Nothing. I'm interested. (laughs) Please be interested in me too. That creates this gigantic pressure. So I know me. I'm interested to see if I'm interested. You don't have to prove yourself, but let's just engage in a conversation so I can see who you are. So I can then decide if I am interested and then we'll move forward. Yeah. One of the things that I've always said that I think is one of the big problems now and it's probably more at at any time, but, um, I feel like it's much more now just because we're going out on dates so much, so much more is people feel first and think later when we should be thinking first and feeling later. And so people get attached. Like I have a guy friend who's gay and like, he was telling me that he was talking to a guy and it's just like, literally if I parsed it all down, maybe he's known him for a total of 20 hours total. And he is so upset. Yeah. At the stuff. And I'm like, yeah. you're attached to somebody, you know, for 20 hours. Yeah. And that's on a high end. And I'm still like being generous with it. Yeah. And I'm just and like, when we're talking about over text or something, you don't know them that's what I'm at saying. all. Yeah. You know, a couple of lines of information, exactly. maybe a paragraph of information exactly. about them. I, yeah. And so it's just like people could go into these, these like dates and they're just like feeling, feeling, feeling without even thinking like, 
is this person have the values I'm looking for? Right. Are they, do they have their shit together? Are they even funny? Like, what if I like funny and they're not even funny? But this whole time I've just like, I'm like, oh, I'm so attracted to them. And because of the attraction, I justify everything. And then I'm feeling it. And then I'm like, but they're texting me this, but they're not doing this. And so like, I'm feeling everything, but not looking at any part of the action. I love how you say it. You say it in a different way than I do, but it means the same. Yeah. You said, um, feel first and think later. I say date head first, yeah. then heart first. Yes. So if you're dating heart first, then it's the chemistry, excitement, oh my God, so turned on for what? Nothing, mm-hmm. which means now you're blinded to the red flags and the potential lifestyle differences exactly. that actually are deal breakers. So yeah, core values, actual needs in a relationship yeah. partner, the red flags, but also the lifestyle. Now, now lifestyle is something that a lot of people don't take into consideration on a date. Yeah. Lifestyle is religion. Like maybe we're different religions, but that's okay mm-hmm. because lifestyle-wise it works. But does it? Mm-hmm. These are questions that yeah. you need to ask. I mean, even day-to-day things about day like partying. Yes. Like that's a thing that's like, you know, like for young people, like I can't date somebody at n- like now who's like a partier. Yeah. Like there was a, and depending on your age, I'm like, I'm sorry, get your shit. No. What? Why are you out? <laughs> Definitely. Introvert versus extrovert. Yes, that's another yeah. one. Now, some introverts and extroverts mm-hmm. actually work really well together. Others don't. People say opposites attract. They do because in the moment you think, oh, well, they can strengthen these areas mm-hmm. and support those areas but sometimes you guys just clash yeah so it's figuring out through conversation if you can respect that i'm an introvert Mm -hmm. and if i can respect honestly that you're always going to be want to go out at night when i want to be at home sleeping can i really be okay with that and are you going to think that i'm boring yeah because i want to be at home so these are real if you are thinking heart first on a date and not head first you are not having these conversations and these conversations should be had on a first date not like all right I'm an introvert. Are you going to be okay with that? But yeah, this is how I am. And this is what my life looks like. What does your life look like? Huh? Am I okay with that? So it's not necessarily putting, injecting yourself into it, but it is extracting information then on your own doing that work of does this work for me? And if it does work for you and if afterwards you realize you know what, this person actually could be really good for me. Our lifestyles seem to make sense together, or at least we respect each other's lifestyles. Our core values align. I think they can satisfy my needs. I think I can satisfy their needs. Okay, they make sense. Now I'm going to allow my heart to enter. And then you might realize it's not entering. Yeah. We're just friends. Yeah. Give it a couple more dates. Third date, still feel like friends. Then maybe you're not going to be a fit. Though, you never know. Sometimes yeah. things do shift. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, my only thing is like, I don't get why people get like so attached. And then that's why like if you're getting so attached early or you've you've attached your self-worth to a date, yeah. then when it's not working out, you're getting really upset about it. Yeah. When I'm just like on to the next one, like how many people I've got, I go on dates and I'm like, Okay, like there's no hard feeling. You didn't take anything from me. I didn't take anything from you. We tried. We tried to get to know each other. We're like, oh, there's something. Oh, it's not something. Okay, well, it was wonderful knowing you. Great. On we go. The thing is, the other thing that that a lot of people don't really think about Mm -hmm. is if you've been at it for a while and you're having patterns of success or Mm -hmm. whatever you call failure, then you need to look at what's going on subconsciously Mm -hmm. because we are hardwired to win. We are. We are hardwired to have success in every area of life. We are going to have success. 
So what are you succeeding at? Yeah. If you think about, well, we are oftentimes are living in autopilot. Mm -hmm. Like you drive to work and you you cannot remember how you got there. Just all of a sudden you're there and you're like, I kind of remember, but I don't remember the stop signs. Like I don't remember yeah, all yeah, of the yeah. details. Totally. But we it's are oftentimes time. on autopilot. Yeah. So if you're an autopilot, where is your mind going? We mm -hmm. oftentimes don't know. If you're having failure after failure after failure, you are succeeding at what? Are you succeeding at proving to everyone that you're not good enough because that's what your autopilot is mm -hmm. doing? Are you succeeding at, well, they're going to reject me anyway? Mm -hmm. Are you succeeding at, I can do it myself and I don't need anyone? Mm -hmm. Well, if that's what you have decided and mm -hmm. your autopilot is going to, I can do it myself, mm -hmm. I don't need anyone, you're right. And yeah. you are you are winning yeah. at, I don't need anyone. Well, this is, this is the, what you said <laughs> is really great because so there's, um, uh, it's like, when people keep saying like dating is hard, this, but whatever negative term you put to it, it is like a self-fulfilling prophecy yes. because there's like a whole thing about the fact that the ego is so dumb that it would rather you suffer and be right, right. than you be peaceful and be wrong. Yeah. And so you will constantly go in and meet people subconsciously being like, you know what? I said dating is hard, so dating's going to be hard. And I'm going to meet everybody that makes this hard because it's going to keep feeding because my I'm narrative be right. that I can go out to, to yes. all my girlfriends or all my guy friends and, and say, be a victim. See? Like, see, guys are such dicks. This yeah. guy did this. And I'm, I'm always just like, but you knew he was a dick. Look at his picture. And that's, <laughs> and that's the thing is that then there are so so in order to shift that that autopilot, you do need to make little shifts. Mm -hmm. Like you need to start making different choices that might be uncomfortable or they might not seem like your type or they might, but you have to make these little changes yep. in order to go in that direction of having the relationship yep. that you want or whatever the fuck it is that you want. If it's yep. financial success, if it's happiness, whatever you want. And I have clients who are paying me to make them successful, basically. Mm -hmm. But I can't do that work. Like you are putting in the money. Mm -hmm. You are putting in the one hour of time mm -hmm. once a week. You are doing the the work, it seems, but you're not doing the work. Not doing the internal yeah, work you keep that needs repeating. to like do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like I am banging my head against yeah. the wall because I'm saying you have to date other types of yeah. men. This is you this is who you want to go. Oh, I can tell from the photo that he's gonna be exactly like the 35 other guys over the past five years who have shown up as the same fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they but that's what I want. That's the look I want. That's the guy I want. That's my type. Okay. If you want to autopilot yourself to failure, let's keep that going. And that doesn't mean you have to settle. It yeah. doesn't mean that you have to settle for unattractive. It doesn't yeah. mean you have to settle for whatever is not your type. Yeah. I'm just saying, why don't you make a couple little shifts? Because you know where you're really settling? Being treated like shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's hot. Basically. And you're treated like shit. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather have someone who thinks that, like, who bows down to you and thinks you're amazing or doesn't even have to bow, just thinks I mean, that you're I'll amazing? I mean, I'll take down to me. And I'll take anybody out there who'll bow and, down and to me. And maybe isn't an Adonis. Yeah. You yeah. know, what are you settling for, yeah. really? Though, how much of it is something I want to slip in before we talk about this? The impatience mm -hmm. that like the every date has to be the one. It's like, yeah, that's 
a little uh it's it's putting so much pressure on yourself mm-hmm. it's putting pressure on the other person it's putting pressure on the date yeah and it's it's like i mean people say that a the watched journey pot the isn't thing. gonna yeah. boil and that's that's sort of like it is the other way i like to look at it is like jello so if you have a jello mold and it's shaped nicely but it's kind of delicate like mm-hmm. like a date is at the beginning and you put this jello in your hot sweaty hand and you really want to to keep and behold this jello and you start squeezing it a little bit because you don't want to lose it and then you're you're in a fist and you look down and there's all of this sticky red dropping onto the ground and you open your hand and all you have is sticky hand and no more jello that's because you were too overbearing you were too needy you were mm. too determined to keep this jello for yourself but not thinking about every pressure that you're putting on the jello to destroy it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah damn that was a jello fucking analogy (laughs) (laughs) i never thought of that um never knew how jello was playing into my life yeah um so you said that you think people shouldn't lower their standards but i do think like what you're saying also like make concessions in the areas that are okay for you like if there are some you can have your deal breakers your top big deal breakers like yeah, he should those have a are, job. Those he are should, non-starters. Yeah. So I like my clients to have three non-starters. That's it. Yeah. And the non-starters are actually non-starters. Like, mm-hmm. we can't begin something if that's one of your things. Mm-hmm. So for me, one of my non-starters was doesn't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I always dated older men, oftentimes men who had grown children. Mm-hmm. So if they already... No, I'm taking that back. I didn't always date older men. You have to be careful with always and never because then you're like giving information to the universe. So often dated older men and many of them with grown children. I would go on a date with them and I would say, you know, do you want to have more children? And sometimes they would say, well, you know, no, I definitely don't. And I would say, you know, okay, I think that you're really great. But that's one of my non-starters. So, you know, as much as I like you, it's just not going to work. And it started happening so often that I would have that conversation before our first date. Mm. Because why waste my time and their money on a date Mm -hmm. if I know that there's a non-starter here? Totally. Completely. Yeah. And so so people uh, can should decide like yeah. which parts of their life are non-negotiables and then the stuff that like, all right, I can he doesn't have to be, you know, my thing at one point was he needs to be six foot. And then I was like, all right, fine. Like five ten is OK. <laughs> but it's like being realistic, too. I have some clients yeah, yeah. who he has to have a six pack. Yeah, awesome. no, no, that's not. So in 10 years, when he's a little bit older and he's yeah. not working out as often because he's not single yeah. and he's not eating as well and he gets on that like happy fat, are you going to dump him because he doesn't have a yeah. six pack? Like it's, yeah. it's looking at the potential future with this person too. Totally, totally. Um, so how do, how do people get out of like or reframe the negative thoughts that they have? Like, because a lot of people have those like, dating is so hard and like, how can they or uh, start reframing some of uh, some of the thoughts? Well, it's it's looking at what do you want. So, mm-hmm. do you want dating to be so hard? Because oftentimes it all starts in our mind, and it's actually been shown that our thoughts change our brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, if your brain is saying dating is so hard, your brain is going to change to have that be true. Mm-hmm. If that is true, then what's going to happen? Well, your attitude is going to be too dating is so hard. Your actions 
dating is hard. Your words, dating is hard. So now your actions, attitudes, associations, words, everything that you're doing and putting out there is dating is hard. Guess what? Dating is fucking hard. But if what you really want is happiness, so instead it's not going to be like, well, I'm not going to think dating is hard anymore. Well, you're already thinking that, like that's your focus. So instead it's, I'm really excited for the potential of being in a happy relationship. I deserve that. So I am ready and willing, truly willing to make that change. Mm -hmm. Then if you have the, I am willing to find love, now you're going to start changing your chemistry to, I am willing. Well, what else am I willing to do to find love? Well, I'm willing to change some of my uh, requirements. Like Mm -hmm. I'm willing to let go of six pack abs. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to um, put myself out there. I'm willing to go to the gym and Mm. meet people. I'm willing to. So start looking at what you're willing to. Yeah. Also look at what you're unwilling to. Some people are motivated by positivity. Some people are motivated by negativity. Right. So it could also be, I am unwilling to be single anymore. Mm. I'm unwilling to accept a guy who treats me like shit. I am unwilling to be with someone who I am not their priority. So look at it like that or look at it the other way. Whatever is going to motivate you to start making change. Because you have to make change. If it's not working, change has to be made. Yeah. I also think that people need to like, and this is like a a simple cognitive behavioral therapy thing, right? Which is like when you have a distorted cognition or a distorted thought, you try to rationalize that thought. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, you know, we go on a date and it's like a, a, whatever, a boring guy or just a shitty date. Let's not even say he was an asshole. Just like it was a shitty day. And you're like, fuck, dating sucks, man. There's no good guys out there. And you're generalizing this one person the entire universe of yeah. population of there's seven billion people so let's say three and a half billion men are all shitty like you got to sometimes like change the perspective yes. on it and say well when i came out of this date what did i learn you right. know what i learned that i needed a guy who like has more of a sense of humor yeah so you know what this person was really a gift instead of like being a shitty person that every all guys person suck, is a gift yeah and it's not only what do what do I need from them that's different? It's what do I need to do that's different? Yeah. Maybe I need to pre-qualify a little bit better because was me. I didn't ask him what his, when he said he was an entrepreneur before we went on the date, I thought that meant he was super successful. I didn't know that entrepreneur means not working and living on my friend's sofa. Yeah. So I now know yep. that I need to ask a few more questions mm-hmm. because when you do have this attitude and then talking point of dating is hard, then you start to defend dating is hard. Oh, so totally. to your friends, you're like, no, it is hard. Well, now that that's your fight, mm-hmm. now you're even more attached to it. No, dating is really hard. Yeah. I am going to, sh- let me tell you all of the examples. So we start giving all of this proof oh, yeah. that we've been collecting and we start, you know, coddling our proof. Mm-hmm. Like this is our definition and dating is hard. Well, stop doing that. Let go of the proof that dating is hard. Yeah. Why don't you start collecting some da- some proof that dating is exciting, mm-hmm. that dating is an opportunity for learning about yourself, about others, about the world, about interests. Mm-hmm. Pick a different topic or obsession to yeah. start defending. Yeah. And perspective is really interesting. It's like one of my favorite examples I give people is everybody tells me I've lived in five major cities. So uh, born in Dubai, Bombay, um, Toronto, New York, LA. Um, I have friends all over the world. They all tell me 
dating is hard. Yeah, it always makes me laugh because I've heard it so much that yeah. I'm like, I don't even fight people because I'm like, that's what you think. Yeah. And so that's what you think. But some people will very adamantly tell, especially in LA, they're like, Ugh, dating is so hard in LA. And then I always laugh and I'm like, oh, really? Because having lived in all these places, knowing what makes places really hard. And I'm just like, well, why is it so hard? They're like, there's so many pretty people. There's so many options. Everybody's got an option. And then I say, you know, it's interesting. You think it's hard. I wonder what somebody in like Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, would say when a woman feels like she can't look at a man because she's gonna get stoned to death right <laughs> i kind of think that's a yeah. little harder no, but you know everybody's every, like and everybody every in my place is hard. thinks it's hard yeah i have clients all over the world yeah and every location dating now dating is hard for some people dating is harder in some cities yeah. and it's a little easier in other cities for example in the united states dating can be harder in New York. Mm -hmm. And the reason is that people tend to be very closed off. Mm -hmm. You know, not not everyone, but they tend to yeah, be. Yeah, There's yeah. just a little bit yeah. more of a wall. Totally. And it's harder to start an in-person conversation if there are walls up. In Washington, D.C., dating tends to be a little bit easier because people go there to, you know, succeed. They have their business in mind. They, they're oftentimes it's in politics and they're ready to establish themselves and their family because that looks really good in politics. Mm -hmm. So they're out there looking for their relationship. Mm -hmm. So it, it's different in every city. Every single city has their issues and difficulties and areas of easiness. Totally, totally. New podcast host, yes. uh, Man Whisper coming yeah. out uh, on iTunes on and iTunes all the fun and stuff. everywhere else. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're talking about how to manage dating disappointment. Yes. And I want to give some people like real tips like, all right, you're disappointed. They're already there. Um, how can they start working through some of that? So first, the number one thing that you have to do is be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is not only who I am as a person, what do I bring to the table? I don't have to be anyone else. If there are areas that I want to change or improve, then okay, I'm going to identify those areas as areas for improvement, areas for growth, areas that I want to get rid of. But as I'm doing that, I still am okay owning this is me, here yeah. I am. So you've got that. Then you try and look at your past experiences and try and figure out what's your autopilot doing. Mm. Where is What is your narrative yeah, and what like are what is you your yeah. subconsciously mm -hmm. trying to find success in and and define am I am I honestly trying to be successful in I can do it myself? Am I honestly trying to be successful in dating is hard? Am I honestly trying to be successful in I'm not good enough? Mm -hmm. So whatever you're trying to do, look at that and think, is that true? Mm -hmm. Yes, I can do it myself. Do I really want to do it myself? You know, I don't want to do it myself. I can. Yeah. I don't want to. Okay. So now that I know that I don't want to, I'm going to soften that a little bit and try and redirect. Mm -hmm. Then start making slightly different choices, knowing that you're not going to all of a sudden zoom out and have success in that area because the slightly different choices are going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. They might even be ego deflating. You might feel like you failed. You might feel rejected. You might feel like it's really, really hard work and know that that's what happens when you start to learn a new skill. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Dating you're relationships right. Relationships yeah. are skill mm -hmm. sets and you're shifting your, it's like, I mean, any sport, which I haven't played, I, I skated, but 
for basketball, if someone is dribbling the ball wrong and a coach is like, hey, if you do it like this instead, at first they're going to like drop the ball all over and it's not yeah. going to be working until they get the hang of it. And then they're able to have more success yeah. because they started doing it correctly. Yeah. So you're going to do that. Then you want to have low thresholds, but set yourself up for success. Yeah. So do the littlest things that will give you opportunities to succeed, which doesn't have anything to do with them. Mm -hmm. We can't control the other person. Yeah. We can only control ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if you have a goal to say hi to someone, regardless of if they tell you off or give you their phone number, know that you've succeeded. Mm -hmm. If you have any little successes, you won. And, and allow yourself to be celebrated for those little wins. Yeah. Stop going out thinking, please like me, please like me, and instead think, I'm interested to see if I'm interested. Mm -hmm. And then with all of these things combined, you're minimizing the amount of pressure and stress that you put on yourself and the date, and simultaneously, you're being honest with yourself of the direction that you've been going and allow yourself to shift to the direction that you actually want to go because yeah. a lot of us are succeeding in areas that we don't want to succeed in. Totally. And like there's so much of of dating that is uh you know, we take things personally yeah. that are not relevant to us. Like we just internalize so much and then we get really upset about it. We're like, you know, we go out on a date, we're like that person didn't laugh at my joke. Oh my right. god, I'm a terrible like fuck this person. And I hate this. This is so hard. This we don't is... have control over that. Yeah. So we don't know what's happening in their mm -hmm. heads in their lives in their and in their yeah. past experiences yep. maybe you said a joke that made that that triggered them to think about their ex yeah or their parents or maybe or they're just having just, a shitty day they didn't or get it they're, and they, they didn't get it and that has nothing to do with you right. it's just somebody sometimes people don't it's have just, your same sense of humor and that's it's not okay that big a deal too. yeah <laughs> i'm like it's fine it's not it's yes. like and also like just being realistic like yeah. when you go out and thinking like everyone's gonna be the one i'm like i thought there was only one so like <laughs> yeah. how are how is every sudden every person suddenly the one for you and it's, it's like also realizing that that there isn't only just one so yeah. there is a right person for you at mm -hmm. each time in your life and it's not just one person like you live in Africa mm -hmm. and your right one lives in LA and you're never going to find them mm -hmm. it's where are you in your mind in your life in your thinking in your perspective in your readiness and you'll find someone who's right for you at the time yeah and it might be someone who was yeah. in your past who maybe you need to go back to and you also said something earlier which is like um you know also working on yourself and yeah. like being the person you want to be with because yes. like I know that that is something we sort of don't pay attention to but it's like when you set yourself up at a level that you're like oh no this is the person I want to be with you won't settle for right. less than that because now you're like oh I've done this work and I know this is possible so I'm not totally. gonna it's model what you want mirrored mm -hmm. back so you are modeling even if you're modeling at a very low not good enough level you're gonna mirror back that yep. is that what you want so if you model up here you are going to expect and only accept mm -hmm. this level because if someone treats you like this you're gonna be like wait that yeah that does not feel good to me yeah. I've been I've been living at this level yeah. and I'm not okay living down here yeah. now so I that's something that's really really essential is model what you want mirrored back be the example of your expectation then accept and only expect and only accept yeah what you're willing to do for yourself yeah because that the life that you're living right now single broke whatever it is that is the life that you're willing to accept mm -hmm. 
or else you wouldn't be living it. Yeah. So you are willing to accept the shits that you're living in right now. If you were unwilling, you wouldn't be living it. Yeah. If it doesn't feel good, then make some change. Mm-hmm. And you know, one one thing, and I, I don't want to get like spiritual or anything about it, but even though I'm I'm sort of like this, but I do think you have to have a level of faith. And and that comes in, you know, and I know that there are gonna be people out there listening or like, you don't know what I've been through in my life. Okay, guys, let me tell you. I grew up in a home that had dysfunction. We had domestic abuse. I grew I have dated uh, an abuser. I was physically, emotionally, and every kind of an abusive relationship relationship I've been cheated on by like four of my exes I still believe in love (laughs) and what I learned out of that for me was like oh shit okay so when people like started asking me like all right what's wrong and I started realizing well yeah you know what I I know that there's nothing wrong with me but what was wrong with me is I have bad judgment and so I had to start working on that part for me where I was like oh I knew the answer I knew that this was happening and I didn't go with it these people who are like well but this is my situation you know we can't control our situations we can't control if we were hit by a car and we became handicapped yeah we can't control if someone did something to us what you can control is your response to it. Yeah. So if someone does something to you and then you're sitting here like, well, I guess this is my life now, then then that's a decision. Yeah. You're, you are okay with this being your life now. If you're not, then you are going to make different choices. Mm-hmm. Every single day we have choices to put ourselves on a different and better path. Every day. Yeah. Multiple times a day. Yeah. Yet we continue doing the same old habits that are keeping us stuck Right here. Yeah. And if you are putting the time and effort and you're hiring someone and then you're saying, make my life better, that's still not going to make it better. You can spend so much money on dating coaches and therapists and pills and whatever you want and still sit in the exact same goddamn place. Yeah. Because you're scared, unwilling, lazy, whatever it is to do the work. Yeah. And it is hard. No, it, it is, is hard. Yeah. No, it is. And and I think it's okay to be, like, sad for a little bit of time, you know? Like, bad things can yes. happen to us, and it's fine to be, I'm not—I hate the whole thing of, like, always be positive. No. Like, no, don't, like, negate your feelings. No. But don't dwell in it. Don't say, like, yes. now I'm a victim of this life. And I'll tell you as somebody who did, I did. Yes. Like, when I came out of the abusive relationship, I went down a spiral where I was, like, everybody sucks, guys suck, this sucks. Uh, and I became— the victim it took me like two years of therapy to come out and be like oh no I'm okay I the this is what what happened now like I look back and I thank him because like I didn't become the person I became and I didn't set boundaries I didn't learn so much about myself until that happened to me and until he happened and that I think that's a great point because it is looking at low points that are gifts instead of saturating in the low so for me I'm a dating coach, and I found out that I was pregnant after my boyfriend and I broke up, and I wanted to have this child. So I went through the pregnancy alone and pregnant, and then I was a single mom, Mm. and I had to learn how to identify and own this. And at first, it was like, fuck him, fuck everyone, like... I'm ashamed. I feel like I'm not genuine anymore. And I had to get into myself, honor who I was now, Mm -hmm. and allow me to look at that all as a gift. And that was really the first time that I was able to own 
all of my shit. Mm -hmm. And since I became a mom, I'm like, I actually have a hard time not identifying as a single mom anymore. Even though I'm now married, I still sometimes think I'm a single mom. And it's because that's when I found my power. Yeah. And I found my power because I realized how resilient I was. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at those areas and becoming a single mom isn't the worst thing in the world. People are probably yeah, they're are looking fucking at it like rock you stars. Idiot. Yeah. But it's it really, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. It was no. very scary. Yeah. It's not like I was being, you know, an idiot and careless. But I had to make some choices and go on a path once I realized that. And I was able to date. Mm -hmm. And I started dating too early. But it wasn't a now I'm used and no one's ever going to want me because yeah. I'm a mom. I, you know, I actually, I, my son is three and I'm already married. And yeah. It's, a, it, you know, it, guys, it, you have to listen to episode <laughs> 74, I think it is, with because you, where, yeah, where you, like, talk about the long game, happened. Uh, our long game episode, guys, it's in the 70s, and you talk about how that happened, which yeah. is insane, it's yeah. crazy. It's just owning yourself, yeah. and then once you own you, and you're anchored in mm -hmm. you, and you're confident in you, and all of your shit and baggage, yeah. then you show you mm -hmm. in a confidently vulnerable, unapologetic mm -hmm. way. Yes. And, and that's, that's beautiful and perfect. Um, I also think that like the, the whole positive energy thing, I think I wish everybody would think about it from the outside, not as themselves. The political climate is a great example of yeah. a lot of people feel like there's a lot of negativity. We are naturally not attracted to negativity, yeah. right? Which is why when we see certain negative people, we are just like averse to it. Yeah. So if you are in that zone and constantly being negative and you're going on dates as forcefully as like, oh, I have to go. I have to do this. What energy do you think you're putting out to somebody? They can sense that you're like not happy. Yeah. And then they don't they're not attracted to to negative people. It's just a thing. And uh, and I don't think, though, again, that you should lie to yourself or any of that. But I do think like making a shift and changing your response matters, which is like you've already chosen the negative path and that's not working for right. you. And so why not just make honest. the journey a little happier for yourself yeah, by so being like, to be negative oh my God, so be. much more. And doesn't it feel just a little bit better yeah. to be happy yeah. than to be so much more? Angry? My friends are just like, I've been that negative yeah. girl before. I've no, so, been that so have I. Yeah. Who I didn't even like being with mm -hmm. me. So, and I knew that no one else liked being with me. Either. I was so jaded for yes. years after my crazy ex. I was like, like I'm me telling too. you hardcore and now I'm just like, and people laugh, like my friend the other day was just like, dude, how are you such a, like, how are you so strong about it? I was like, I really don't think I'm that strong about it. I just know when to attach myself to a situation and, and not. It is being honest with you. I mean, I, I talk about it a lot in an episode of Man Whisper where I was talking about a suffering in a relationship. My boyfriend, as we were breaking up, was telling me I should kill myself. I actually really honestly contemplated it I'm sorry. and thought I am like, I was at such a low, low and realized I was trying to be perfect, Laurel, for mm. everyone. But I was also like putting out this negative person and my energy was so freaky and I needed to take a step back and like go on a hiatus. Mm -hmm. And I ended my relationship with most of my friends in because in that I couldn't give of me anymore because I didn't have anything to give. Yeah. And I had to be honest with me about that first. So I took a step back. I only allowed myself to be surrounded by my very good friends and my family. And I told everyone else, you know, I know that I'm not able to be a good friend right now. And I'm sorry, but I'm just not in a good place. Yeah. 
and I need to pull myself back together. And I pulled myself back together. And when I did, I realized I didn't need all of these other friends. Not that they weren't good people. It just, it was too much for me. Mm -hmm. And I kept only a few friends. And I then was able to be strong, but I had to be honest with myself instead of trying to be someone I wasn't and trying to be happy and bubbly and whatever the fuck everyone wanted me to be. I needed to just be me. Yeah. And one thing that's a hard shift is is that we're oftentimes labeling what's going on in the wrong way. Mm. So even a few weeks ago, I was really scared about something that was going on with my son. And I heard myself say to someone, I'm really stressed. And when I got off the phone, I was like, I am not stressed. I'm scared. Mm. And as soon as I admitted to myself mm-hmm. that I was scared, I started sobbing and then I was able to actually deal with the fear Mm -hmm. instead of the, I'm stressed, oh God, I'm stressed, because that's not the actual emotion that was going on. And so many negative people have are associating the feeling with something that's not the feeling. Mm -hmm. So it's taking that away, looking under the feeling at the actual feeling. Then once you identify the actual feeling, then you can deal with it. Yeah. And then you can make change. But you can't make change if you're living on that periphery of the fake feeling. No, and that's a a huge point because actually was like a big turner for me where I I remember my my therapist once like made me draw my body out and Mm -hmm. she was like, where do you feel? And she made me like draw in different like markers like my emotions so she was like anger uh sadness tiredness calm stress and she goes identify it in your body because i'm a psychosomatic person so like if i'm something is happening it's in my it's showing in my body and uh she showed me this and then i realized so like my big pain points were my face chest and stomach and a bunch of emotions were overlapping in it but the three were happy sadness anger we're all in the same place and i was like okay and so then she she was like so what do you think you're feeling now and the only place I felt stress were my shoulders and neck and she was like so where are you feeling pain and I said my chest and she goes okay so like what feelings are there and I realized I was never stressed right I was either happy sad or angry and when I finally pinpointed it I was sad and I was like I'm sad right Oh, and then like I remember through like a meditation, I was like, okay, like you've been sad. And I started like actually picturing like all the people or things, scenarios that made me sad, including some of the things I mentioned. They, of course, I'm a human. They made me sad. And then I could only look at it and go, all right, are you ready to let them go? Like they didn't mean it. Things happened. Now you're taking the power away from it and you're minimizing the energy around it. Yeah. It's a as we were talking about the steps, the first step is being honest with yourself. Yeah. And it's being honest about what you're feeling. It's being honest about what you're Mm -hmm. doing. It's being honest about who you are. And being honest with yourself is one of the most difficult things to do. So be honest with you, then with them. So true. Guys, uh, Laurel is amazing. So you got to listen to her Man Whisper podcast. Once again, where can everybody find it? Uh, You can find it everywhere that you find uh, your podcast. But it's called Man Whisper. You can go to my website, manwhisper.com. You can find me on YouTube at Dating Laurel and Instagram at Laurel House. You're such a badass. I love it. Um, Thank you so much again for being on the show. Guys, listen to her other episodes. Which is the long game, which is such a kick ass episode uh, about (laughs) dating, keeping the long game in mind, not just like short flings. Um, You already did six questions with us. So go back and listen to, again, the long game episode for that one. Um, Thank you again for being.
being on the show. I really appreciate it. Guys, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you can take a few seconds and review us on iTunes, I would be grateful. We are also on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe there. And follow us on social media, at Kind of Dating, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram and Facebook, and Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Send us your dating stories kindadating at gmail.com if you have questions we'll ask them on air as well we're starting to do that um, and yeah thank you guys so much for listening I love you all um, thank you shout out to Starburns Industries and Jason Smith for this amazing studio um, Eric, Jenna, Aisha love y'all, the fam Yeah. Um, finally I know it seems tough out there but just try till next time <laughs>《Kinda Dating》is produced by myself and Eric Griffin, who's also our audio engineer. Our associate producer is Aisha Holden, and our show assistant is Jenna Ribbing. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.